Welcome to the A-Show, it's the Apre, uh, after in French, August show for September 2nd, 2020. How's it going, everybody? Uh, it was a great, thank you for the questions and then the responses and then the post responses of the Q&A episode last week. It was our third Q&A show that we did out of the four anniversary shows we did. So if you're confused by the beginning of the calculations of it, I'm sorry, I recorded it really late like at midnight and I had to, if you saw the editing near the end, I had to re-edit you know, at the end of the show, uh, you know, like one in the morning because I was listening to the first recording of it. And then I forgot that I didn't answer one of the questions. I had to edit it that in, keep it a one minute and then add that one minute block. So, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty uh, chaotic, at least in my head and physically exhausted and exhausting at that moment. Try to do that recording. So I could not do the count. And I'm sorry, I didn't do my due diligence of my own show history. My God, I recorded 180 of these, I think, so far. So, you know, it is what it is, Jonathan. It is what it is. It would disappear, you know, the virus. It would just disappear, you know, when you put the thing in, you know, like that. So I got to be very Trumpy in here. So, uh, so that's that. I hope you enjoyed that. And then uh, I do have a couple follow-up questions that I got, which is, first of all, uh, Samsung Pay or Google Pay. No fucking brainer, Samsung Pay. Not because, not because, Jonathan, because it was my uh, former employer, but because Samsung had the magnetic stripe payment thing with the loop pay. They don't call it a loop pay anymore. That was so long fucking ago. So, yes, uh, with the ability to do the magnetic reading in that pay, Samsung Pay, easily. I really never used a Google Pay ever since I set up a Samsung Pay on the Android phone. So, there is that. And then, you know, complete, complete, you know, whatever disclaimer technically may not be accurate but at least as far as i know when samsung pay first set up and then the google pay with whatever google wallet the usual google thing that happens with the product just disappearing uh, if my memory serves me correctly correctly uh the samsung pay api and the basic infrastructure has gone to become the default google pay going forward so you know there is some oem feedback to the operating system provider platform right there so i'll just gonna make that so i stay true to the original uh payment platform that was a samsung pay so there's that uh the other question that i got what the hell was the other question that i got oh yeah that was a question was what do i think about the uh, nba uh, go and then a whole bunch of sports leagues going on a postponement strike. So this was right the day the day the episode came out. You know, I you know what happened in Kenosha and all that, and I didn't really talk about it because you know what? If you want to listen to me talk about the entire police brutality and all that stuff, look, you can go back to the episode one, episode two, and then the more than the BLM I talked about in episode one sixty seven. You know, I, I can go on and on. You can pick an episode and you can probably hear about that shit in any of the episodes that I put out there over the last four years. Holy fuck, it's been four years. I can't believe I keep saying that. But, you know, it, for the sports leagues, uh, we knew this was a possibility, especially the NBA. And, you know, obviously the commissioner, Adam Silver, and then the rest of the PA, the union, 
Players Association have worked this out. You know that was a possibility. And to be honest, what the fuck does it matter? And I mean, what the fuck does the sports league matter in the grand scheme of things? You know, it's like sports is a great fucking distraction. Get the politics out of my fucking sports. You know, all these knucklehead fucking, you know, spoil white white trash talk usually i'll say it is white people who say this thing because you know they're at the most comfortable position when it comes to the hierarchy of the racial relationship in north america and possibly europe not like none other you know and yeah and then if you go to japan or korea yes uh, there'll be those japanese and korean people will be more racist against the uh, darker skinned people i'll say that straight up you know uh, there's that bias too you know but you know, it's not in Korea and Japan at a level of fucking brutality shooting it from a law enforcement officer and shit. Or where I don't have to teach fucking Korea. You know, if you're a black kid in Korea, I don't have to teach a black kid in Korea how, why you shouldn't put your car insurance and a car registration in the glove box unlike in fucking America. And then make sure you wear your hands are visible at all times. And then the even the CEO of AT&T, Randall Stevens, learned this the Stevenson has learned firsthand. It's like, wow, I didn't know. I never thought about that from a kid from Oklahoma growing up. Like, I never had to think about that shit for my kids and my grandkids and all that shit. And then, I, you know, again, you know, the the woke moment of him and the frankness of it that became a meme and then went viral three years ago has been you know, unbelievable. But at the same time, he ran a fucking trash corporation, unfortunately. But you know what? It is. It is what it is. Um, and I'm not mad. Uh, I don't care for the sports league suspending. And, you know, looking at the history classes about, you know, this year is a hundred year, uh, just over a hundred year anniversary of the 19th commandment, commandment, <laughs> amendment, where the women are able to vote. Um, so uh, if you look at the history of the women's rights and the votes, you know, yeah, it's like, hey, they had to go through a ridiculous amount of drama and then the protests and strikes, including, you know, property damages. That's what the court said. Uh, and vandal, you know, people call it a vandalism. And then it became a property damage. You know, it took that kind of attention to get women to fucking be able to vote. In August 18th, 1920. You know, it's like 100. It's exactly a century later this year. You know, so, you know what? This is part of that process. And then... People, they talk about the fucking argument about this the Kyle Rittenhouse kid, 17-year-old. And then you see the pattern, you know, what happened in Charlottesville. Fucking, uh, what is it, Dylan Roof, was it? The fucking kid in South Carolina when uh, Nikki Haley was a governor there. Yeah, I, it, they're all kids when this shit happened. How, long, how old was Dylan Roof? 20? 21, if I remember right? This was like 2015 when this shit happened, right? Yeah, 2015, the Charleston church shooting. It was like... It, it, yeah, he was barely 21. 20. And then... Charlottesville kid was 21, 22 also. The kid from Ohio. And then his parents were like, I never raised him like this. I'm not a Trumper. What the fuck is this shit? And Kyle Rittenhouse, I think it was the same thing. And then I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then the kid drove from Illinois to Wisconsin and, you know, tried to be a militia, militant, whatever, vigilante. And then, you know, the the videos, not just the, what happened with what happened with Mr. Blake, you know, he's not dead, but he's in a fucking coma. But I'm just like, yo, 
this kid was holding a fucking automatic rifle and then nothing happens to him. And then the fucking fucking guy had no gun. Oh, he was allegedly reaching for the knife. Like, dude, I'm like, where did this fucking stop with Jacob Blake? Like, it just, I'm not surprised. I wasn't even mad. I watched the video. I just go like, Jesus, there are three kids in that car of Jacob Blake's, you know, when that happened. And everybody trying to do the usual argument of like, whoa, this guy was never the cleanest dude. George Floyd had the fucking fake bill. You know, he had a counterfeit bill. And then uh, he's, a, he's a no good son of a bitch. You know, all these arguments people are making. I was like, well, okay. Again, it's great that everyone's digging into the individual histories of one by one. But if you look at the grand scheme of things, why the fuck is Jacob Blake in the position that he was in? Why the fuck Rihanna Taylor's ex a fucking drug dealing and shit the way he was in? Why the fuck was George Floyd having a $20 counterfeit bill allegedly, you know, and all that? And all of those crimes, if you look at it, like Jacob Blake, people are saying, oh, he had a third degree sexual assault. Third, not even first, not even second. I'm not downplaying a sexual assault. And yeah, and then he has had history of fucking domestic abuse and the family... Was like, yo, get this motherfucker out of this house. But it was just like, go away, warning. Not go kill him, warning. And then I'm just like, look, none of these, none of their discretions and crimes. Counterfeit bill. Some drug dealing history with USPS. And third degree sexual assault guy with a shady ass fucking history of families and everything. Do not justify a fucking death sentence. It's like, is everybody a fucking Judge Dredd? All the police officers? And why are they not... What is the fucking problem with this criminal justice system that's supposed to have a correctional way to bring them back into the... as a rightful members of the society? And what socioeconomical problem is it hindering them from advancing to be the contributors of the society and keep falling back into the old habits, whether it's drug habits, constant anger management, family issues, economical issues, going back into drugs. Because they're black. No, well, yeah, because they're black, they're getting fucking marginalized continuously, even after the civil rights movement and then the Civil Rights Act. That is a fucking problem. And people are calling out this shit, but, 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 Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, fucking Jacob Blake, George Floyd was not a good man. I'm just like, can you stop this fucking nonsensical point by point, tit for tat? You're being quantifying boyfriends. It is fucking exhausting. You guys are just being immature. Whoever's arguing against the BLM, if you look at the overall scenario of it, and the, even the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, Bill, Bill, Bill Burr said it the best. It was like, dude... You know, he said that on the Monday morning podcast, he's just like, hey, what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse is probably right. You know, like none of those people that he shot at, the protesters weren't exactly innocent when it comes to one-to-one violence and then all that shit. You know, fucking flammable Molotov cocktail or some shit. The rock. I, didn't, I didn't even bother watching the fucking video because I knew, I knew that tit-for-tat argument was going to come. But Bill Burr finally came back and said, why the fuck is that kid there to begin with? Why, why did this kid dro- drive all the way from Illinois and he's still not extradited? And all that shit. Why? Why is he there to begin with? Why is he not in fucking getting ready for school? He's fucking 17. And we had, like, 
And then Trump is like fucking making excuses for kids like this, but Antifa, Antifa criminal. And then even Charlottesville, some I'm sure are good people. You know, I some are fine people. Well, fucking white cheeky torch, fucking white supremacist bullshit, the alt right thing. You know, that was only two years ago, three years ago. And I talked about that shit in the episode. What the fuck was it? The Charlottesville, because I watched it live on the Facebook Live. I can't believe I watched that thing live because it was just on Facebook, right? If you want to go listen to the Charlottesville shit, I don't know, Omarosa Save Us, was it August 15th or something? Episode 97, go listen to that shit. It just, it, it, and then, and now we're talking about the election. We're about two months away, by God. And. You know, the polls are showing, you know, Biden has a lead, but it's not a safe lead, blah, blah, blah. I I don't care. You know, I can't, again, once again, disclaimer, I cannot vote. I'm not a citizen. So there is that. Now, so all I can do is bitch and moan <laughs> and commentate like I'm doing right now. Look, whatever the results are, Bill Maher predicted this a year ago, a year and a half ago, even two years ago. He's not going to leave. He's just going to sit there. And claim fraud. You know, even you saw it in the Republican National Convention. He just said last week. Anything that doesn't go his way is a fraud. And then he just starts doing fear-mongering shit. And I just go, yep, that's how they're going to do it. And we're not going to know the... Even if it's a blow away. You know, that people go, oh, Joe Biden just has to blow away Trump. Well, way I'm seeing it locally, even in a so-called swing state like Michigan here, it doesn't look like a fucking blow away, like 60 to 40, like dunk on, dunk all over, lop city, that shit. You know, it's not that. I mean, it's not that. I don't hear much clamoring campaigning. And I I, I just, whatever happens, we're not going to know. Like, they're not going to admit the defeat right away. And then... I hope the Democrats get ready for this. And then whatever the mail-in ballot and all that stuff, the quickest. And then the Bloom, I think the Mike Bloomberg's former uh, supporter slash the campaign team is now doing the data research and scenarios. And there's like a clickbaity thing that's been going around, which is like the red mirage. Why why uh, the Trump might win? I was like, no, it's not, it's not that. But their point was they're running the scenarios where in the election night especially swing states like Virginia and Florida, like, well, although really the Biden won, but the perception from whatever the exit poll results and everything will look like, it was like, oh, Trump is winning until, oh, we didn't count all the mails, oh, oh, that shit. It will give that fucking perception. And then now we start seeing QAnon and the social media, Facebook taking down more Russian misinformation operation. You know, frankly, this is happening again. And I do not understand why none of these... Frankly, the cyber attacks, the strikes are considered a fucking declaration of war. And yes, their digital war is happening behind the scenes. I get it. But, you know, obviously this leadership's not going to take it seriously. And then during the Obama administration, I'm sure it was taken, uh, you know, silently behind the scenes. Because no one wants to admit that the whatever is happening in the cyber is exactly a fucking war war zone because people still have this preconceived notion that hey you know whatever 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 happens with missiles is a real war and then the, you gotta see dead bodies you gotta see chopped off heads that's a sign of war no the war is happening in a cyberspace already and you fucking see this and you fucking see the playground of it 
on Instagram, WhatsApp, YouTube. You look at the YouTube comments. I talked about this because I read so many fucking comments on YouTube, and I just go, uh huh, uh huh. And I, I, I got so desensitized. I can pick out which is a bot and which is not, and all that shit. I can, I can fairly predict it, and then I can. F- I just it, it became so easy for me just filtering it out. But unfortunately, not everyone can do that. So again, back to the election. Whatever happens, it's gonna be a shit show. It took 32 days, 36 days or so for the Bush Gore to settle down with a fucking punch car thing. I'm like, I don't know, man. I just, you know, there will be an argument and he's not going to go down easy. And he, even if he loses, he's going to Trump. He's going to come off like, I've been, I've been, I've been miscast. And then he'll victimize himself. He's just going to have Maxwell Jacob Freeman, all elite wrestling reference here. He's going to bitch and moan and go down like a heel. And then it's like, I got stripped of the championship. I never lost a championship. And then all this shit about, oh, the law and order president. I just go, bitch, you're the fucking, this is under your fucking watch. Oh, yeah, that's the Democratic governor's fault. The Oregon, Washington, Michigan, Illinois. Democrat leadership. Absolute, absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. But if you elect me again as a president, I'll send them more Department of Homeland Securities, okay? I'll send them more of those mask agents, protect our federal buildings, you know, give more funding, you know, fund the police, not defund, all that shit. You know, I, why am I not surprised that he's making that fucking argument? You see, I've heard and seen enough. And I can use enough wrestling's basic storyline logic that this is fucking fairly obvious to me how this is going to go. So get your asses ready. Hold it tight. And don't hold your breath. Go vote as soon as possible. I think what the Bloomberg party said was uh, find out how soon you can get the mail-in ballot and turn it in as soon as possible if your choice is to mail-in ballot. If not, if you're going to go vote, get your hand sanitizer, be safe, and then do that, and then wait in the, expect to wait in the line or to fight a few hours. And then the great thing, by the way, back to the NBA, the NBA NHL arena is usually kosher. They're going to be acting as the polling stations that would give enough uh, parking spaces and also enough space to social distance to go uh, exercise your right as a citizen of the nation that you're in. So... I'm glad the arenas are coming around, which are usually owned by the NBA and NHL franchises, but they need to do more, uh, make it accessible, you know? Are you going to have school buses? Are you going to allow city buses to allow vote? You know, I, hey, United States Postal Service is fucked. You know, I, I'm just going like, I, I never seen anything more blatant, but I just go, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more laughing in like disbelief. I'm not even mad. I just go like, well, you fucked up my mail order, Trump. You know, I get that. I'm just like, you, 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 you really doubling down on this shit. And then you go like, oh, I slowed down the postal service, yet I still lost. Well, maybe that's why you fucking lost if you lose. But he's not going to go down easy. I don't, I don't anticipate this thing to settle it by Thanksgiving. You know, he's not going to walk away gracefully. Even if he walks away, he's going to make it look like he's going to look like a victimized motherfucker. So, there's that. I, I'm just going to summarize that from what the hell happened with Kenosha and everything. And the Republican National Convention. And the Axios piece. And what happened to the NBA and NHL. And NHL virtue signaling. I, I just can't take it anymore. So, I just stopped paying attention to the NHL. 
look, it's a white majority sport, so I understand, okay? And then the, you know, but I don't give me this fucking, you know, we're for social justice when you're not clearly making statements and taking initiatives until you see other leagues do it, you know? So I'm going to leave it there. So that's my challenge out to the hockey leagues and the hockey players out there. Uh, and then uh, thanks for listening. And we're off to a great start in this September. Have a great Labor Day weekend. And I've been getting into an argument about why it's not the end of the summer. And something like, oh, it's the end of the summer. Pumpkin spice latte is already in. Oh, fuck you, Starbucks. And then I'm a Starbucks slave saying this. So I'm like bitching back at my slave master owner. Oh, is that racially insensitive? Now I think about it. Fuck. So I'm sorry. I'm a little tired. But anyways, maybe we'll talk about the fucking pumpkin spice bullshit next week. All right. Peace out. And then I'll see you next week.